Welcome to another edition of Oh No Not Them, the show where formats don't matter. There is no plan. And it's all bullshit anyway. Come along for the ride. Here are your hosts, Eric, Jim, and Bill. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's I mean, I get the shipping notification, so I know the shit's on its way. It's just when is it going to fucking get oh, here? Yeah, don't even. I deal with this shit every goddamn day. Well, I mean, Ford sucks, so what no, are you going to no, do? Actually, actually, I got a notification on Facebook. I'll post it later. Eight years ago today, FedEx dropped off a muffler. And a muffler has a straight pipe out one end and one and a straight pipe out the other. Uh-huh. Well, it was bent like a Z. Nice. <laughs> Hang, hang on, hang on. That That's your notification for... What the fuck kind of life do you lead? I know, right? It's I'm like, sure more things happened eight years ago, but that's the eight only... Eight years th- ago. Well, I posted that. I had, <laughs> it's a funny memory. Okay. It's, no, it's not. Most right, of your stories not. are not funny. Well, it, no, it's it's funny that just rolled in website, which is quite humorous. What? Hmm. Just rolled in. It's a website with that is done by mechanics. And they have like, you know, this oh, guy yeah. came in and said oh, yeah, yeah. that there's only 8,000 miles of oil in it and it's coming out like tar. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one. What the hell did I see the other day? It was a guy with an old Dodge pickup. And he says, every time I drive, there's a loud noise. And he had the old style hubcaps, the middle metal hubcaps. Mm-hmm. Somebody put spark plugs in his hubcap and put it on the wheel. <laughs> nice. So when he was driving, he heard the banging. Nice. I like, like, there's a lot, there's some good TikToks uh, of mechanics, like fucking just unbelievable shit. Yes. Uh, like somebody who put the, who put the antifreeze down uh, in the oil. Yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll make a nice uh, chocolate milk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Customer states, like there, there's one, yeah. always the customer states. You know, uh, I'm just I'm just here for a front end alignment. Don't do anything else. And like the fucking the a arms are just like yeah. blown apart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they they. I mean, I Subframe I, 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 out. Yeah, I, I understand mechanics have like a bad time and shit. But you know, somebody's the one of them that they just had that the it was an ATV or something, and they said that it turns off whatever they they turn right. Uh huh. The the key was hitting. <laughs> the, and, whenever, and whenever you turn right it would turn the off the steering wheel would hit yeah. the key oh my god <laughs> oh fuck <sighs> shit so how's your week been boys horrible uh, why interesting why horrible Jim uh, <laughs> deal I showed Bill the pictures of what I walked into this morning I have a shipping and receiving room right and I get freight Ford freight dropped off at night well my first clue that something was wrong was when I couldn't slide the door open. Clue, clue. And when I finally slid the door open, this guy had every single part that was outside of the cage slammed up against this sliding door. I had to go back outside the building and come in through the freight door to get into the freight room. Huh. Bumper covers thrown on the ground, fenders thrown on top of bumper covers, exhaust thrown on top of that, and over on the other corner of the room there was nothing. It was wide open. Hmm. Yeah. Minimum wage. No, that's 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 what happens when your parts manager is an asshole. No, this no, is this, it was before this, you even got in, man. This is a freight driver. This is the Ford freight driver. It's what happens when your parts manager I, is an asshole. Oh, I I don't I don't think so because we've never had people do that to our boxes when we go. <laughs> and you know what? I even I'm just gonna start being an asshole and I gotta send stuff back. What do you mean start? 
No, I'm usually nice. I have everything all nice in the cage. I'm not going to fucking do that anymore. Fuck them. Well, I mean, it's... You're a terrible person. Well, hey... Fuck around and find out. Yeah, take take off a week from a job where shipping is at. I'm I'm so far backed up, I can't even. I'm not even gonna. I'm just gonna keep working my pace, and eventually I'll be ahead again. Well, the see that's the thing though is you're the one. You're you actually do your job, and your cohorts don't. Some do, some don't, depending <laughs> on the job. It's it's. But you you've set your bar too high. Away. Way too high. You've set your bar way too high. That's why. That's why in the new year I resoluted to like just calm the fuck down and stop being so damn neurotic about work. No, no. Tell tell him what you said when the guy went to go get paper. Oh, that's like where where the paper is is like from here to that mirror away. It's like you know what I mean. It's not twenty far. feet. Yeah, it's not far. Well, I I print out a a, a shipping label. Walked out, and the printer's blinking red light. So I said, to, I said, oh, did he go out to get paper? Yep, okay. So I stood there, and stood there, stood there, stood there. I said, what, did he go to the fucking forest again? Jesus Christ. <laughs> he finally came back. It's about fucking time. It's like, it's like, it's for one piece of paper, for Christ's sakes. I miss having my own printer. Well, he had to read it. And then and then and then proofread it. And then need to proofread it. Yeah, okay. And, and then have it tra- checked in triplicate. <laughs> I have a question. I have an answer. When the hell's the last time you saw your sister? Christmas. Did she look Prager's at Christmas? What? No. Then why would you think she was having I a gender didn't. I uh, no 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 no. <laughs> Hang on. Pump the fucking brakes here, kid. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. But someone came to me and said, is your sister pregnant? And what did you say? Not to my fucking knowledge. Okay. So I come home uh, because I was at at an establishment in town. I'm not going to say which establishment. Okay. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. But I come home. I text. I text my sister, yo, <laughs> just yo, because it's nine o'clock in the morning. Oh, she- it's it's early. And, you know, Amber doesn't wake up early. Right. Mm-hmm. So a little later, I get the text. Yo, what's up? And then you see what we got. <laughs> uh, I said, heard you did a gender reveal. What? Turns out my sister reposted a cute TikTok <laughs> of a dog eating a cake. <laughs> and the, I guess the center was pink yeah, or the cake, something. The cake was pink, yes. Right? So somebody, who I'm not going to name, put two and two together and got seven. <laughs> and Amber was pregnant. And having a girl. And having a girl. Having, yes. Jesus Christ. Congratulations, Amber. See, that's why you can't repost shit. You just can't. Yeah. So, yeah. I said, did you tell mom? No. Yeah, mom's going to be excited and then upset because <laughs> because I'm not pregnant. <laughs> I said, yeah, I know. Oh, uh, Lord. That was pretty funny. Yeah, it was fucking great. 
I, I, that, that, that was, that was, that was interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus and say who it was. Oh, he got but, papers. But just remembering things that I didn't want to forget. Yes. So I got a question. Do we want to do, I have a, I have a list in front of me. Um, do we want to talk about, do we want to do my list first? Or do we want to talk about the movie? Let's first? get the movie out of yeah, the way. We can get, yeah, that's what I that's, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So this week's homework assignment was the movie The Voices, mm-hmm. starring Ryan Reynolds. Yep. And Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I loved her in uh, like she was in one of my favorite movies. She was in uh, End of Watch. Right. Okay. Yeah, she's in End of Watch, which is a, a fantastic movie if you've never seen it. It's about a couple of cops in East L.A. Yeah. Or in, well, in, in Los Angeles. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, like, they stumble into some really hefty gang shit. I think I saw that. It's a really good movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I highly recommend it to everybody. But this is a low-budget, I'm, I'm thinking it's a Canadian film. Had to have been Canadian. It's, you know what? It screamed Canadian. Yes. It makes sense now. It did. It screamed Canadian. A, a low-budget Canadian film. Um, I did, I, I like, because I, I actually looked it up on Wikipedia. The budget for the, the like, the budget was like $11 million. Okay. What? Yes. <laughs> it was, where did that fucking money go? R- mostly Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Ah. And Anna Kendrick. Um, but the budget was eleven million dollars, and in the at the box office, this movie took in two point two million. <laughs> it's it, it's it's a Ryan Reynolds love project. Yes, is what it is, yeah. and he's done quite a few of those. What did this get on Rotten Tomatoes? Sixty six percent. I loved it. I am on the lower end of the sixty six. I'm on the other end. I, I I loved it. I I did not care for it. It was, it was just I don't know I. I kind of liked it a little bit, yes, I have to say. Wow, we got three really very... No, I'm... I'm sorry I actually suggested it. There were... Oh, there were, I'm not. There were much better films that I should have suggested. I, I'm, not, I'm not upset that you suggested it. I'm actually... I'm, I actually thank you for suggesting it. I loved how the dog was like, good dog. Yes. And the cat was an asshole. Well, you know Ryan Reynolds did the voice of the dog and the cat. Mm. Oh, did he? Yes. Yeah, and the deer. And the deer, yeah, and the, the deer, the deer. Yeah. Okay, hang on, we're we're, we're oh jump, boy. we're jumping all over the place here. Ryan Reynolds is a guy named Jerry. He's a, a dude named Jerry who works at a like a, a sink and faucet factory. Yes, and he has a crush on this girl who works in the account in the accounting department, mm-hmm. a British girl, and then there's another girl who's played by Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Who has a crush on Jerry? Yes. Okay. Now, normally you're thinking, okay, the premise of this right there, you know, if, if I just told you that, it's a rom-com. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds happens to be a schizophrenic. A little. Mm-hmm. And, no, no, he's, he's oh, schizophrenic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's medicated. And when he goes off of his medication, uh, he's kind of living in an idyllic world. The reality of it is he lives in a shithole apartment above a fucking bowling alley. Yes. Yeah. That's not, not even though it's a bowling alley that even like works. Yeah. They, they never established because you never see anyone at the bowling alley. <laughs> no. But like, at, 
like in the the reality shots, the shot the, the yeah. that it's reality. The place is a mess. A hoarder. He's a hoarder. Yes. And it's a shithole. But in his own mind, everything is nice. You know, it's a nice apartment. The sun's always shining through that window. The, sh- <laughs> the sun is always shining through the window. And uh, what makes his life a little more interesting is he has a cat named Mister Whiskers, and a dog named Bosco. Now, Bosco is a good boy. And Bosco is like the angel on his right shoulder. Correct. And he's telling him, Jerry, you're a good boy, Jerry. Yep. You're, you're a good boy, Jerry. You don't have to do that, Jerry. <laughs> Mr. Whiskers, on the other hand, is a typical is a typical cat, and he's fucking evil. And he's encouraging Jerry. With, with a Scottish accent. Yes, with a Scottish <laughs> accent, by the way. Mr. I left you a present on the couch. <laughs> yeah. That'll teach you not to feed That'll me. That'll teach you not to feed me. It's, it's like a fat bastard from oh, the Austin Powers movies was a cat. Yeah. Um, but like he's on, like Jerry is on this medication that is supposed to keep him level. But the cat convinces him not to fucking take it. Yes. Yeah. How about that? Okay, the cat convinces him not to take his meds. And when he takes his meds, the dog doesn't talk to him. The cat doesn't talk to him. And he gets lonely. And he gets lonely. And his apartment becomes the shithole. Yes. Mm -hmm. He takes the meds and everything is sunshine and rainbows again. Yes. He goes off the meds. meds. And everything is sunshine and rainbows again. Well, he he tries to set up a date with The the British chick. And she stands him up to go do karaoke with her friends. But... Yeah, don't forget the Chinese place looks like the Flaming Grill Buffet with a Chinese Elvis impersonator. Yes. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yes. Um, so like <laughs> he he goes, he's waiting for her at this Chinese at this uh at this Chinese buffet with a show, and um she goes to karaoke and she goes to start her car and her car doesn't mm-hmm. start. Correct. So he happens by and he picks her up. It's because it's downpour. Because it's downpouring. So they're driving down Lonesome Canadian Highway and they're talking and Jerry gets distracted and hits a fucking deer. Yep. <laughs> hits a fucking deer. Jesus Christ. He, I don't know how that deer even had any life left in him. <laughs> well, but, but he, the, he didn't the, have much. The deer is now through the windshield of Jerry's truck. Yep. And the deer talks to Jerry. Kill me. And asks Jerry to finish him off. Yeah, cut my throat. Yes, so Jerry does. Which freaks out Fiona. Yes. Mm -hmm. Freaks her out. So she runs she runs off. Jerry runs after her. Uh she uh, like with all good horror movies, the girl trips. Right? Jerry trips and ends up stabbing her. Yes, accidentally. <laughs> accidentally stabbed her. But then he kills her. Yeah. You know, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and then in the, mo- in the most Canadian way possible, with every stab, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. He, yeah, he's apologizing <laughs> as he's stabbing her repeatedly, right? So Jerry, he leaves her, leaves her just lay in the forest. Uh, Jerry goes home. And now Bosco is trying to convince Jerry, you got to do the right thing, Jerry. You gotta do the right thing. Look, the, the the police will understand, Jerry. You're a good boy. <laughs> yeah. You, everybody makes mistakes. And Mister Whisker says, "No, 
you have to get rid of the fucking body. <laughs> so Jerry goes back, brings he, he loads her up in the uh, in a in uh, like a tarp and brings her back and dismembers her corpse in his apartment and loads her in a bunch of Tupperware containers. Yep. And puts her head in the fridge. Yes. Yep. Well, now the head starts talking to him. Yes. And she wants company. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. So and, now- and you know what? The head's a bigger bitch dead than she was alive. Yes. I didn't like her character alive. Yeah. But uh, anyway, to, moving on, he goes out on a date with Anna Kendrick's character. And she comes... Like they like uh, they go back to her place. I guess I'm I'm assuming they bang. It's a Canadian movie. You don't know. Maybe they just had fucking. I, they went. They, they went to a, a. They went to his old house. Right. They went yeah. to. And he was having flashbacks. He yeah. And that's when they went to her place. And he left a knife there. There yeah. at the, at his old house where yeah. his parents lived. Yeah. 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 And that, well, he had a like a really fucking traumatic childhood. His parents were like fucked up. His dad was abusive. His mom was a basket case. Yep. Mm. It's a you know, you know fucked up ass situation. But anyway, they end up back at Anna Kendrick's place, mm-hmm. and they, they, it's a Canadian movie. I don't know if if they if I don't know if they banged. It could have just been fucking back bacon sandwiches and 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 maple, you know and maple syrup, man. And maple, they banged. And maple they syrup. banged. But anyway, so now. Nobody's seen Fiona at work, okay? Mm -hmm. And she goes to Jerry's apartment, and she sees the state of the place and happens to stumble on Fiona's head on the coffee table. (laughs) No, it was in the fridge. Well, no, no. Fiona's head was on the coffee table. You're right, you're right, you're right. And then she, like, barricades herself in Jerry's room. And then thinking that she could talk her way out of it, she lets Jerry in the room, and she ends up falling backwards and breaking her neck. Yes. And slowly dying. Mm -hmm. So Jerry cuts her head off, so now Fiona has a friend. And there was a third girl that worked in In the accounting department, and she shows up because nobody's now seen either girl for a while. (laughs) And... Jerry just wastes no time. He fucking yeah. You you know you know what you have to do. (laughs) You know you know what you have to do. Kills her. And now I forget what 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 was the premise that the cops sh- finally showed up. Um, the two coworkers, um, uh-huh. showed up, right, and were snooping around, and then saw the car. The cars. <gasps> oh, they saw. The, that's right. They the, saw both cars. The both cars were abandoned under a tarp out back of the bowling alley. Yes. So now what's weird is they called the cops. Right. Uh huh. And but then they well they went in and called the cops and let the dog and cat out. Yes. Jerry comes home, and they're missing, and leaves. And all this time the police have never not shown up. How long did it take those two guys to call the cops and tell him shit's going down? Well, you know, I mean, they could have had a they could have had they could have been at Tim Hortons getting a coffee and a donut. You know, yeah, I, maybe back bacon sandwich. It just seemed like an awful long time. Yeah, well, it's a Canadian movie. So now we get to the climax of the mm-hmm. movie. Um, Jerry climbs out. Uh, oh, because he went to get the therapist. Yes, that's right. In between right. that, he went to get the therapist. I forgot about that. And then the th- he brought the therapist back. But this is after the p- people came in. So, like, they had already gone. Like, they were already on her. I mean, somehow... The, the guys came in. Yeah, this part of the timeline doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, he, the, the cops came in and th- they left. 
He come, he get they gets the therapist, kidnaps her, takes her out to the field, and then is trying to get like some therapy. Then brings her back to the apartment, and is she's still interrogating him. And then finally, the cops show up. It seemed like it was hours that that must have taken place. Yeah, he, he took the truck out to the middle of a field. Yeah, yeah. And, and and then like he's trying to escape, and he ends up stepping on a gas pipe. Yeah, and you know rupturing a gas pipe. So the cops get the therapist Jeez. out, and then the bowling alley catches fire. Aaron Spark, that was that was another eleven million dollars that blowing sky high. <laughs> yeah. They, they, so, like, um, the building catches fire, and now we see Bosco and Mr. Whiskers again. Mm-hmm. And Bosco talks him into, you know what you need to do, Jerry, and talks him into just laying down and accepting his fate. Mm-hmm. Whereas Mr. Whiskers is trying to get him to leave. Yeah. And, like, at the end of it, Mr. Whiskers and Bosco realize that, uh, you know, they're they're friends, but they can't be together. Yeah. <laughs> And the whole movie ends with the most twisted fucking dance number I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's which Jerry. Led me, which led me to wonder, did he kill both of his parents? I don't know. But it's Jerry, his parents, the three women he killed. Uh, that was it. Yeah. With a disco. And they're all in pink. ABBA. ABBA. It looked like an ABBA. Yeah, it did look like ABBA. Arthur, Becca, Boris, and Angela. <laughs> yes. oh, fuck. And, I, and I left that movie like, honestly saying, what the fuck did I just watch? I enjoyed why, it. Why did I? And I, and I thought, you know, I was actually scared to come here because I'm like, they're both going to be pissed. No, they I, are both going to be pissed at me. I, once the dog and the shit, I'm like, I'm like, all right, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you see, it, it, it's, it, and don't take this badly, Jim. But I did the same thing with this movie as I did with The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Or not The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. With, we, with we Fistful of Dollars. Yes. I did speech. the same thing. I watched it on its own merits. I did not do any research on the movie beforehand. I did not either. I, I, I watched it on its own merits, and I just let the movie happen. And I, you know, this one, I enjoyed, I enjoyed a lot. And it may... I, I'll be completely honest. It may have something to do with the fact that, you know, yeah, you know I, I totally have a man crush on Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and Canadian shit. And Canadian shit. You know, I love I love all things Canadian. Yeah. Um, but I, I really enjoyed this movie. And I, I can understand, like, the same way I can understand how people will enjoy A Fistful of Dollars more than I did. Mm-hmm. I can understand why people will not enjoy this movie. You don't, would you consider that a horror movie? No, it's a black comedy. Yeah, that's okay. It's a black comedy. There's he, horror elements in it, though. It was on a horror list. He said. Well, that's the well, thing. Well, that was the when I they they basically said like it was like these horror movies that didn't weren't popular that you must see kind of thing. Yeah. And when they said Ryan Reynolds and taught in the in the heads thing is like I'm like. Well, this sounds interesting. Right. See, I... I, I that would, was a, such a small part of the movie. No, right. I would not consider this a horror at all. I consider it a black comedy. Mm. But a black comedy is going to essentially have horror elements in it. Yeah. Like, the greatest black comedy of, of, like, my... I shouldn't say the greatest. My favorite black comedy of all time is Heather's. Ah, yes. Yeah. I love that movie. And there's absolutely horror elements mm-hmm. in there. But 
Like I, I think that's part of the, what that's the black in the black horror, mm-hmm. um, or in the black comedy rather. I I really enjoyed this movie. I thank you, Bill. You you. I bought it on Amazon. It was only five bucks. I I, I did a I did a, a free one week trial of stars. Oh boy, <laughs> the which reminds me, I gotta go cancel. I that. was gonna say, don't forget. To I gotta cancel that. Uh, but yeah, I um, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. Well, good. So I hope you, you remain in a good mood when you give me my fucking trophy. You're not getting a trophy. Oh. Where's my trophy, Bedelia? Wait. I want my trophy, Bedelia. <laughs> we all saw the tragic thing. I know you guys weren't watching it. I mean, yeah, I, I I saw. I we I know was about watching it now. It. Yeah, well, I was. We Did were you see? It. And and I hate I hate this. I hate to say it this way, but did you see what they're doing with fantasy leagues now, even at ESPN? No. They're putting those games that had players involved on hold until the Bills and the Bengals redo this game. Yeah. Well, they have to. Yeah. They have to. It's just weird. Because, like, now it's – like, they were saying – like, because people have asked me my thoughts on it. Or, you know, why didn't they just forfeit the game? Mm. I, I, the thing with forfeiting the game is it's going to count as a tie for both teams, and both teams are fighting for seeding in the playoffs. Yes, mm. and ultimately, I wouldn't fault them if they just said "fuck it," well, oh. call it a tie. You know, call it call it a tie. But the thing is, Buffalo, especially for Buffalo, because the Bills are still fighting for that first seed. Correct. They're still fighting for that first seed. I mean, they're not going to get it because the Raiders are going to get the fucking shit stomped out of them this weekend. Um, I firmly believe that. Please prove me wrong. <laughs> um, but the like, if if they were to call the game, if they were to 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 well, I- if they were to to call it as a forfeit, that's going to gift the Bengals the North. Correct. Now. And it's also going to, or not the North, uh, yeah. the, No, first uh, first seed in the AFC. No, it's gonna it's gonna gift the bang. I'm sorry, the, the Chiefs, Chiefs. Yes, the first seed in the AFC. Yes, and it's going to, um, it's going to gift Cincinnati, the Central. Yes, and it's gonna give the it's it. There's a whole lot of it's like shit show. seeding. Well, I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> I was watching it and I, I kept watching it. And at one point, and you know everybody everybody forgot this happened, but now it's coming. It came out like a day or two afterwards. Joe Buck made the announcement. The NFL told the coaches to get their teams back in the locker room and be ready in five minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's when both coaches got together, said, "No, fuck this, we're done." And the best part was, the NFL came back and denied they ever said that. I know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Joe Buck just, you know what? I'm not the biggest Joe Buck fan in the world, but he's not going to pull but yeah, that out of yeah, his ass. Yeah, they don't. They they're not WWE guys. They don't just pull stuff out of their ass. No. at the last minute, they have someone in. Even Michael Cole, everybody has someone in the rear telling them what to say at all times. Yeah, but yeah, that was. I mean, that was really shitty of the NFL to do. And I'm not a big fan of Zach Taylor, the coach of the uh, of the Bengals. Mm-hmm. But that was a classy move. Oh, definitely. It was a classy move. And uh, I saw today that... um, We should tell people what happened in case they don't know. Okay. Go ahead. um, There was... was, It was only 
eight minutes into the game, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, T. Higgins uh, caught a pass, and he was just a normal tackle. Uh, Damar Hamlin from the Bills um, tackled him, and the way he, he the way they hit. Um, T. Higgins' shoulder pad looks like it got him square in the chest pretty good. Right. And they both got up. DeMar stood there for two seconds and just flopped over back. He collapsed. He went, in a, he went in a sudden cardiac arrest. Cardiac arrest. And they they revived him on the field. Yes. Um, he was dead. Yep. Uh, you know, they revived him on the field, got him into an ambulance, and he actually coded again and had to be revived again. Um, but they took him, you know, to the University of Cincinnati and they Medical said it was Center. Very close, yeah, to the stadium, two miles, two miles from the stadium. Uh, so you know, um, I I did see today that Demar Hamlin is alert, he's awake, and he's communicating. And the first question he asked was, "Who won?" And did you hear the corny fucking line that the doctor said yeah, to him? Yeah, yep. The doctor said, you won. You're still alive. You, oh, God, you, no, it was, no, it said, movie. you won the game of life. Yeah, yeah, you won the game of life. And, you know, yes, yes. I mean... Um, I hate that game. How about Catan? How about... Uh, how, what was the game we played and I fucked up? On New Year's? Oh, my oh, God. Avalon. Avalon. Oh, I fucked Lord. up. Lord. I felt, listen, I felt bad for you New Year's. Like round two oh, of abomination. Was I'm, like, was like, I'm like, Jesus Christ. We got like to put this away. His head's going to explode. <laughs> He's a deer in headlights. It's, it, it, there's too... I'm sorry. For a, for, a, for a novice game player, there's too much yeah, you, going, going on, on in, in abomination. That, yes. you, you, but you asked for it. I, and I should have known better. You should have. You should have. You should. We're you, gonna play tiddlywinks. It was like giving a toddler a NASCAR. I should. I should not have done that. There's so much shit going on there, and, and you know, I, I, no, I, no, just fucking no. Oh boy. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Demar Hamlin. He's you know he's he's conscious. He's alert. He's. Seem you know, knock on wood, he's yeah. on the road to recovery. You know, hopefully everything goes well for him. And one nice thing I saw is he had set up a toys for uh, uh, a GoFundMe. Yes, for a toy drive he was doing. His goal was twenty five hundred dollars. As of the last time I looked at it yesterday, it was over four million dollars. It's over mm. seven million today. Really? Yes. Wow. And and like from all over the world and from all walks of life. And a lot of like um the the Raiders organization donated ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. A lot of NFL teams were donating like ten thousand dollars. And a lot of people because he wears number three were everything that they did like they they ended their thing and their donation in a three mm. in his honor. Uh, it was really cool. Chris Jericho donated ten thousand dollars. Did you hear why? Why he donated five, and realized he spelt his name wrong. He spelt Crus, so then he donated another five and made it Chris. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, uh, they so now it's over seven million dollars. Mm. And you know, one thing I've I have noticed with like charitable. Raw, uh, char- if you can, if you have a charity and you can get an NFL player on board with it, yes, it's gonna fucking take off. Mm-hmm. Look at uh, 
the hurricane in Houston, what Watt did. Well, oh, yeah, J.J. Watt. Really, Holy and, Christ, he, did he raise a lot of money. Fucking $10 million, over $10 million in, a, in like, a couple of weeks. Yeah, whoa. Yeah, J.J. Watt did. Uh, well, he, re- he's re- he announced his retirement. Yes. Yeah, he realized that, uh, you know, he's not going to win a fucking ring in Arizona, Arizona. either. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So that that's our NFL recap. Well, the other thing that I read today that might happen is they might not even replay the goddamn game. Well, the, supposedly they're going to restart it at some point. Yeah, I saw the Associated Press said that. We saw the schedule. New England's taking on Buffalo on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, you know what? I, I already beat that Utah slack magnet, so I'm they're, fine with it. They're thinking about pushing... The playoffs back one week, getting rid of the Pro Bowl and having... Oh, I'm all for getting rid of the Pro Bowl. That's yeah. one option that they have. Yeah. Good. If they're well, at, it's, not even the, it's not even a Pro Bowl game anymore. Now it's like the Pro Bowl it, games. It, it uh, was, yes. yeah. You know what? If they're going to... You know what they ought to do for the Pro Bowl? And I mean this. This is sincerity now. <laughs> sincere, sincere, sincerely. Instead of even a flag football. Do you guys remember Battle of the Network Stars? Yes. yes. That with the football players. Make them do like discuses. And and volleyball and other goofy shit like that. Well, people will tune in for that. Well, they're kind of doing what the NH what the NHL did. Uh, they're doing like a skills competition. Are they? That's what I saw. It's, that's what the the, NF, yeah. the like baseball too, like the home run derby. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but but no. yeah, they're going to be doing like a skills competition, huh. which I think is pretty cool. I want to be. Cool. I want to see them doing shit out of their element. I don't disagree. You know. I, w- I, w- I would like to I would like to see them doing shit way out of their own. But they got, you got to bring back John Davidson to do it. Lineman doing hurdles. Oh shit, yeah. As many as many as you can. Lineman doing hurdles. That's all. Yes. No, I want to see Indomitian Sue in a fucking kayak. There you go. <laughs> I want to see Indomitian Sue in a kayak. Yeah, I think. And as you, you got your Pro Bowlers, it's like you worked hard for this. Now go out and throw a javelin. Aaron Donald on an obstacle course. That'd be cool. Because that big fucker's athletic. Yes. He can make shit happen. You know, unlike Donkey Kong Sue. <laughs> I I don't like him on I, a personal level. I, oh, I cannot just, stand just, him. Just I still can't believe he has a job with all the blatant hurting people he's done. Yes. Yes. Well, who was that Titan years ago? He was a, line, a defensive Lyman, he stood up and blatantly stepped on the player's hand and moved his foot. I forget who that was, but Sue did similar shit because he yeah. like he stomped on Aaron Rodgers when mm-hmm. he was down when he played in Detroit. Yes. Um. Well. Uh. uh yeah. He's a he's a prick. He, he, Dominic and Sue is a prick. Yes. Um. Vontez perfect. When the Raiders signed Vontez perfect, I was not happy. <laughs> he was with the. He was Bengals. a Bengal. Yeah. And he used to kick the shit out of people. Dirty hits. He always right. a fucking scumbag. Oh. Another. Did you guys see that meme? This is going back to the, the game Monday night. The four worst injuries in the past couple of years happened on that field. That's where Tua went down and had his freaking seizure this year. What, oh, fuck. Hmm. The Bengals field. Yeah. Well, the Bengals field's a shithole. It's time. It's time to call the mystics and purify it with sage and shit. Yeah, something. All right. So okay. I got a list in front of me. A list. Um, 
before we get into the list, I'll give you the reason why I got, I went and got this list. We all know that Jimmy from Suddenly Found, Jimmy Westerberg, uh, that's not his real name. It's his stage name. Correct. And he took his stage name from Paul Westerberg of The Replacements. Okay. Jimmy's a huge Replacements fan, huge Paul Westerberg fan. In fact, Jimmy now has a capo that says Jimmy Westerberg on it. All right. It's pretty cool. His daughter got his one daughter got it for him for Christmas. Um, but Jimmy sends in the group text about like Rolling Stone did a list of the 200 greatest singers. Mm-hmm. And Paul Westerberg clocked in at number 196. Mm-hmm. OK. And I think he should have been higher. I Honestly, I do. I do dig the replacements and, you know. But anyway. So I go through this list and I'm thinking, are you on fucking dope? First off, Rolling Stone sucks. Rolling Stone don't know shit about shit. How are you? Okay, I see you rolling your eyes. No, Miller. no, no. I'm not. A, no, no. I've seen some of their lists. Some of their lists I don't agree with as well. Okay, the 200 greatest singers of all time, and you're going to put Ronnie James Dio at 180 something. The thing is, though, it's it's a Rolling Stone list, but that list had an author. So that's the, that's the problem because it's very subjective. No, it shouldn't be. You'll 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 have people out there that think like Dirk Bentley is better than Rob Halford. They those people exist. Well, and it's, uh, yes, and it's okay. They, they do, but if you th- these things need to be done objectively. Well, yeah, and I was I was talking speaking of Rolling Stone list. I was talking to my Ford rep, you know, right before the holidays. He stopped in and we're bullshitting, and uh, we're talking about music, and. Uh, he mentioned a Rolling Stone, Stone uh, top, I don't know, 100, 200 albums of all time. Mm-hmm. And he goes, the fucking Beatles were in the top 20 with four albums. Well, they should be. Where's Dark Side of the Moon? Yeah. Where it belongs, near the bottom. No! Yeah, yeah. And any Pink Floyd belongs nowhere on a list of the top I, I, I 200 albums ever. Fleetwood Mac was in the top 20. Well, the only one that belonged there would be Rumors. Rumors, yes. Um, no... In all seriousness, though, these lists are completely subjective and they shouldn't be. Correct. There needs to be. No, if you're going to do a fucking list where you're going to rank people on their ability, you need this needs to be done by fucking committee. Right. You need you need like uh, like when you do like uh, college football. Yes. Reach out to all sports writers. Where do you rank this person? This person? Right. Or or or. If you're not going to do that, at least have somebody with some authority of knowledge on the subject. Okay. Okay. Like, because guitar, uh, like Rolling Stone also did a thing of like the top 200 guitar players of all Mm -hmm. time. Kurt Cobain is in the top 20. (laughs) That really grinds your gears. To no fucking end. Kurt Cobain is ranked higher than Randy Rhodes. What about Tom Morello? Morello's pretty high up there. And to be fair, Morello is at least inventive. He's not good, he's but really, he's inventive. He's going on a Cobain rant. No. Okay. I'm letting him, I'm letting him go. The, I, the, <laughs> you're making my eye twitch. The, the, the fucking thing is, like, at least if Guitar World does a thing on guitar players 
they know what they're fucking talking about. Okay. You know, it, these are people who actually play the instrument at a high level. Uh-huh. Right? Yes. Not some fucking douchebag writer. Because how can you objectively say Kurt Cobain is a better fucking guitar player than even Tom Morello? Oh, wait, he was ranked higher than Randy Rhodes? Yes! Oh, that's, that's, that is a bit odd. How can you say that Kurt Cobain is a better guitar player than George Harrison? <laughs> or Scotty Moore? Scotty Moore, the guy who played guitar on all of Elvis Presley's hits. Okay? Yeah. Scotty Moore was not ranked in the top 170. It's, you it, got to stop reading lists. Yeah, I do. And Rolling Stone especially, man. Oh. Look, well, Jimmy and I... Confirmation bias exists for a reason, and you need to start going to those lists. No, 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 no. I don't want to... See, I try not to live in an echo chamber. I try not to yeah, live in... Yeah, and the, you don't live in an echo chamber, you get back and see the vein in your forehead popping. All right? Okay, so what I did was I went and I found a list of the... And I didn't go through this list. Okay? Uh-oh. I didn't go through the list, but it's the top 100 metal singers. Ah. Okay. We're, until we get to, like, the top 20, we're just going to go through some notables. Okay. Okay? Because we don't want to be here all night. No. Uh, at number 99, you have Vince Neil of Motley Crue. Wait, singers? Yes. Well, if you compare his old stuff to his new stuff, I mean... I, I mean, judging by the entire body of work... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. I'll even give you that. Um now at number ninety eight, there's ZP Theart of Dragon Force. Okay. Eh. That took a little longer to register than I thought. <laughs> you, you like heard Dragon Force and went Huh, okay. Well, I don't really listen to Dragon Force. The most I ever heard of Dragon Force was when they're cop like they have a YouTube thing. Where they copy another band's style, yeah, and see how fast they can oh, write a yeah, song, yeah, yeah. and that's the most I know about Dragon Force. Yeah, they're, they're, I, I, it's like, shut the fuck up and stick to TikToks, because that way I can avoid you a little easier. Is <laughs> is Crocus on there at all? I don't know, because I've been listening to Headhunter a lot. Recently. I don't know. Uh, the next notable one for me is uh, Andy Darris of Halloween at ni- of Halloween at ninety six. And then 94, this guy, I think this guy should be way higher because I, and this is just my personal thought, mm-hmm. I think he's fantastic, is Howard Jones of Kill Switch Engage. I think Howard should be higher than 94. Okay. I love Howard's voice. I'm actually, a, I love Jesse Leach's stuff with Kill Switch Engage, but I'm a bigger Howard Jones fan. All right. But uh, that's that. Um, 92 is M Shadows of Avenged Sevenfold. Another guy I think should be higher. I really think he should be higher. Okay. I, I mean, I was I'm a huge fan of everything up to Nightmare. After you know, from Hail to the King on, I'm kinda done. I kinda I, checked out. The last right. album I bought was was Nightmare. The last one I bought was Hail to the King. Yeah, I it, like it's it's it sounded like a Metallica album and yeah. there I checked out. Yeah. But but Shadows has a great fucking oh, voice. Yes. I love Shadows' voice. And the thing that I always liked about, like, the thing I like about early Avenged Sevenfold is you have the playoff of Shadows and um, The Rev. Yes. 
like the guy that does the the chorus of the uh, the song Critical Acclaim. Mm-hmm. We've had enough. It's time for something real. Yes, that's the Rev. Okay. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Sullivan had such a great voice, and Shadows has such a great voice. I think he should be way higher than ninety two. I would think so. Yeah, I would. I would think so too. Um, do do do. Number eighty eight. Your friend and mine, the most nasally voice in heavy metal, Dave Mustaine. Well, yeah. I think D- Dave's never going to be, or, or, or he's probably not going to be most people's, like, pick for the best singer ever. The, I mean, there's some, like, diehard Megadeth fans that are going to say yeah. yes. But, I mean, Dave's voice is not the best voice, but it works for Megadeth. Yeah. Correct. You know, I couldn't imagine anybody else or any other voice singing Megadeth's music because it's because and maybe it's become so ingrained in us and it's not really singing it's more gravelly you know yeah 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 shouting shouting to people you take his but that that whole that nasally thing works for Megadeth mm-hmm. oddly enough mm-hmm. kind of like Lars's shit drumming works for Metallica <laughs> oddly enough you know it fucking works um, number 85, we have Angela Gossow from Arch Enemy. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. she's the first time I heard Arch Enemy, I had no idea that was a chick. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. She does the Cookie Monster vocals better than most dudes. Wow. And she's hotter than a $2 pistol. <laughs> but anyway, uh, next at 85. We have some guys that you two probably won't be that from. We have a guy that you guys probably are not that familiar with. Uh, Greg Picado from the Dillinger Escape Plan. That would be a negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Dillinger, some wild shit. Uh, really cool voice. Very eclectic voice. Reminds me a lot of Mike Patton with the versatility. Mm-hmm. He doesn't sound like Mike Patton, mm-hmm. but he's got the versatility going for him. And I, I think he should be a little higher. And number 83 is another guy I would rate higher is uh, Mike Howell from Metal Church. Okay. Uh, I mean, when I heard, I mean, I, I had the first Metal Church record and I had the dark and or no, actually the dark was, I think, Mike Howell's first record. But that's the one that has um, Badlands and all that other Accident shit song. Yeah. You know that that was the one that really broke metal church, yep. okay. and then you had the one after that that had date with poverty. Um, you know, Mike Howell really was a fantastic singer, and that guy was awesome live. Yeah. Do 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 do. You got to bear with me. I'm going through this. Like I said, I did not go through this at all. Uh, number seventy four. We have John Bush of Anthrax and Armored Saint fame. That's okay. another guy I would uh, in, in my personal yeah. my personal taste I would go higher, you know. I don't know. I mean, I think I think that's fairly ranking for for a hundred for a hundred singers. Well, seventy four is pretty fair for John Bush. It, I don't know. I would. I, I mean, like I said, my personal taste yeah. I would put him higher. I would act. I'd probably. I would probably put John Bush in my top twenty. Okay. If I were to sit and make a list, yeah, mm. I would probably put John Bush in my top twenty, because I like I absolutely love the Armored Saint stuff, and my one A and favorite Anthrax record is one and one A, yeah, is and it, depending on the day it'll flip flop, is Among the Living 
and uh, Sound, Sound of White, White Noise. Noise. Yeah. Such phenomenal records. And the Sound of White Noise, John Bush is just a fucking powerhouse. Mm-hmm. But again, he was a powerhouse in Norman Saint. Oh, yeah. So I don't think... Yeah, if you listen to like an Anthrax and Norman Saint back-to-back, I mean, his voice is relatively unchanged. Right. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. And to this day... Because March of the Saints an awesome fucking song. Yeah. To this day, he still sounds the same. Yeah. You know, he still, he still throws it down. Um, Jimmy Westerberg actually posted a, a pic from... Uh, a clip from when they were at Penn's Peak. Okay. Yeah, uh, with uh, an, uh, with uh, with uh, wasp. no, wasp. they weren't there with wasp. Weren't they? Uh, with uh, uh, balls to the wall. Except, oh, they were up there mm-hmm. with except. Yeah, John Bush still gets it done. Mm-hmm. Um, next one is at seventy two. We have Doro Pesh from Warlock. She was like yeah. the, the, one of the one of the highlights of of females in metal. In the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Okay. There was, and, there was too much between... Is it Doro or Lita? And it's like... Why not both? Yeah, exactly. Why you got to fight over this shit? Exactly. <laughs> Why not both? Um, uh, Doro Pash is awesome. 71, we have Bobby the Blitz Ellsworth from Overkill. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, I... Like, of all, the, of all the singers I've tried to imitate over the years in my... In playing shit and bands yes one of the hardest ones i ever tried to do and i stopped trying to do it was blitz <laughs> yeah he's, he's impossible he's that's fucking hard man yeah. blitz is hard because he's got such a high range yes and he's got that rasp to him mm-hmm. and you know blitz is just to this day blitz is killer mm-hmm. you know I, I got nothing but love for Bobby to Blitz Ellsworth. At 71, or at number 70, is somebody who should be way fucking higher. Mm-hmm. Ian Fraser, Kill Mister. Lemmy. Yeah. Lemmy should be way higher than 70. Yeah, lower. I'll fight you. <laughs> you know him. Listen, Lemmy is in probably my top 20. Oh, I, Lemmy's in my top five. Yeah. Because, uh, from, because, uh, like my favorites. Because just him singing a song... Makes it sound more dirty in rock and roll. Dude, we're coming. He can sing Happy Birthday. And it is like more rock and roll. Yeah, we're, we're actually doing I Ain't No Nice Guy at the 110. Oh, boy. Yeah. And Doug, the cool thing with that is Doug and I get to do a dual vocal on it. Uh-huh. Because part of it's Lemmy, part of it's Ozzy. Mm-hmm. I do Lemmy's parts. Doug does Ozzy's parts. Um. Love Lemmy. He yeah. should be way higher. Way higher. Next one that should be way higher is number 69, Pete Steele of Typo Negative. We should definitely mm. be higher. I don't know, but, well, he would appreciate 69, but. Yes, he would. Hey, <laughs> hey yo, sound man. Wake up, but, stupid. Yeah. Who the fuck made this list? <laughs> I should be number 13. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Pete should be higher. Pete Pete's voice is Pete is one of the those iconic voices, mm-hmm. you know. And when you're when you're six foot seven or mm-hmm. six foot eight, three hundred pounds, you and you've got that gravitas in your voice. Yeah, you know, you've got that that bass baritone. You know, you can't help but fucking just be um, be amazed by the way Pete Steele can sing. Exactly, and it's not it's not the crash test dummies. No, no, no. It's a it's a different baritone. No, it, it's definitely a different baritone. At number 67, um, 
I actually really enjoy his voice. I just I'm not a big I'm not a super big fan of the band. Serge Tankian of System of a Down. Ah, okay. Yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sis- I don't, I, w- I wouldn't put him higher than Lemmy or put him higher than No. Than, no. Uh, than uh, Pete Steele. No. I like it, but I mean, Serge I I, I dig Serge's voice and mm-hmm. I there there is a, a, a lot of System of a Down that I do dig. But some of it that I don't. Yeah. System of a Down, it's, and it, and I say this is they, they were successful because of the two arrogant singers. Yeah. You know they play as much as they were. Oh God, watching watching a live show of theirs is is borderline uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. Because yeah, the oh, the, lead, the lead guitarist ooh. has to be in front of the singer. Yes. Darren Malakian's uh, his ego is fucking bad. Yeah. Oh boy. So they would share mostly you know, all the like the backing tracks were was him. Uh huh. You know, and and he let you know because he it wasn't a quiet thing like um, sugar. Ba- no, the bass place bass player from Van Halen. Oh, Michael Anthony. He was like he would back. You know, he backed up everybody else. Yes. All and, the, all those high harmonies were yeah, Michael Anthony. But it wasn't like he was out there doing it. This is like you know. You know, the, the songs wouldn't be the songs without both of the vocals. <laughs> right. But now so you brought up Michael Anthony. Yeah. And you know my love for Sammy Hagar. I, 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 I know. You know you, my love for Sammy you, Hagar. Yeah, you, but I will say this. Michael Anthony is a better singer than Sammy or Dave. Oh, okay. Yes. I've Michael, never heard him actually sing. Michael Anthony is a fantastic singer. Mm. Um, next one, wrote, notable on my in my world, is... 63, we have Tony Martin of Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the guy that took over after... He did Headless Cross. Yep, he's... Okay. The, the re-releasing the Tony Martin era records. No shit. Yes, that makes me so happy. Nice. Eternal Idol, Headless Cross. Oh, just for... I need a copy of Headless Cross. I hate having to go to fucking YouTube to get it. Because I can't find the CD anymore. <laughs> I had it. I, I had it, and it's been out of print for years. Yeah. But they're re-releasing the Tony Martin. Have you, have you tried Discogs? I, you know what? I didn't even think about that. Talk to, I'll just talk to fucking Haggerty. Yes. I'll just talk to Hag. Um. Uh, but yeah, fuck that. The, the Headless Cross album is so great, and Tony Martin was a totally different style of singer than Ozzy and even Dio. Yes. Yep. And he was even he was more along the Gillen type of singer. You know, the more operatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was more like a Gillen type singer, but I love the Tony Martin era stuff. It was very, at that era, there was very like that stadium kind of feel. Right. Yeah. And and, and they, that was when Sabbath was really at, at a down point mm-hmm. in their career. Yes. Uh, but the Headless Cross record, it's Tony Iommi. Uh, I want to say Cozy Powell is on the drums. Tony Martin on the vocals, and I could not tell you who the fucking bass player was, <laughs> but it wasn't Geezer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at number 61, we have a guy that you guys may not be too aware of, but he's a great singer. A guy named Jeff Scott Soto. He was the singer of the Yngwie Malmsteen okay. band. Okay. He was the singer for Yngwie Malmsteen's Rising Force. Fucking powerhouse of a singer. Huh. Um, I mean, and he was—he also did some stuff with a guy named Axel Rudy Peel, who's another you know, shredder guitar player, yeah. Malmsteen style guy. Mm-hmm. But like his biggest claim to fame was doing stuff like, uh, with, like I'll see the light tonight, mm-hmm. and I'm a Viking, and 
shit like that with Ingve Malmsteen. Phenomenal vocalist. Um, amazing, amazing range. Um, got a, I, I got lots of love for him. Uh, do, 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 where are we going next? Next, we have the guy that everyone knows from Halloween. The guy who sang on the Keeper of the Seven Keys records, Kai Hansen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's at number 54, and he was right. also a Gamma Ray. Uh, where are we going next? 46, we have the original lead singer of Metal Church, David Wayne. Okay. All right, moving on. Number 45, James Hetfield. Hmm. <laughs> Would would not put that. I mean, I'm picturing like Pete Steele and Lemmy in there. And I'm like, ah, uh, James uh, James Hetfield is he was a shouter to begin with. Uh huh. He didn't become a singer. I don't think it's until a load. Black Load. Well, maybe even I'm Black. Well, Black. Yeah, the Black album. Yeah, he became a he became he he and he'll be the first one to admit yeah. he learned how to sing on Black. Yes, and he still has that same fucking warm up cassette that he uses. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, James at forty five, I, I I don't know. I would I don't know if I would go that high with James. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. I, I would. But it's another it's another thing where his voice worked for Metallica. Yeah, yeah. Um, at number, believe it or not, I can. This blows my mind that they ranked him higher at forty four. Is Udo Dirkschneider? No, the Udo is not above <laughs> Udo. Udo, I'd say, is lower, way lower. Yeah. <laughs> Udo Dirk Schneider from Accept. Accept, that's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. See, see, now this is where I think somebody is like, oh, the popular songs. And it's like, okay, Balls of the Wall. It was like everybody was on everybody's, but it's it's not it's not great. No, <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not. Um, but, it, you know, it, Udo's got a distinct voice and it worked for Accept. Yeah. Um, Constipated. I hated having to sing that song. I hated having to do it because the only way you can sing it and have it sound anywhere like near right. Yeah. Is to do an Udo impression. Yeah. And it's hard to do. Uh, at 43, one of the most underrated singers, in my opinion, one of the most underrated singers of the hair metal era. Kevin Dubro of Quiet Riot. Oh, I, uh, ah, well, I don't think the singers were ready. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah, Kevin Dubro was a great. He was a, mm-hmm. a great singer. Yeah. Um, a, another one taken way too soon mm-hmm. because of you know the excesses of his life. Um, Quiet Riot is now touring with zero original members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Well, be, yeah. well, they've been touring with no original members since Kevin DeBro died. Yeah. Because Frankie Benali had the, had the name. And Frankie wasn't the original drummer. Okay. Frankie wasn't an original member of Quiet Riot. I think the closest that they have to an original member now is Rudy Sarzo, mm-hmm. who came in a, like Metal Health. Yes. Yeah. I think Rudy Sarzo is carrying the torch. And I'm okay with that. You know, I, I, I'm if, if anybody's going to do it, I'm personally, I think you should let, just let it lay. Like, Quiet Riot should have died with Kevin <laughs> DeBrow and Frankie Benali. <laughs> but if you're going to do it, at least if it's Rudy, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, next one, we have at 39, another guy you guys may not be too familiar with, a guy by the name of Joe Lynn Turner. 
Jolyn Turner sounds familiar. took over for Ronnie James Dio. Uh, actually, no, he didn't take over for John, Ronnie James Dio. Um, he took over for a guy named Graham Bonnet, who took over for Ronnie James Dio in Rainbow. Okay. Oh, I... Um, yeah, you ever, no. you, have you ever heard the song Street of Dreams by Rainbow? I don't... You probably know if you heard, heard it. it. Um, uh, I Surrender, Street of Dreams, stuff like that. That's yeah. Jolyn Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, he took over... Uh, they did, you know, the stuff... Up to, I believe, Rising with Ronnie Dio. And then they put out the Down to Earth record with a guy by the name of Graham Bonnet. Mm-hmm. Dio left because he didn't want to do the commercial stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's the album that has Since You've Been Gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they got Graham Bonnet in for one record. Well, Graham Bonnet and Richie Blackmore, two massive egos, did not fucking work. Yeah. And so. One album later, they bring in Joe Lynn Turner for the Difficult to Cure record. Yeah. Um, Joe Lynn Turner, fantastic singer. He's still going today. Um, and he's like, a lot of his stuff with Rainbow is fucking amazing. And he's just a fantastic singer. And he's also the guy that took over from Jeff Scott Soto in Ingve Malmsteen's band. Oh, right. boy. Yeah. So you went from one egomaniacal guitar player <laughs> to another egomaniacal yeah. guitar player. Well, maybe he's got issues. You know, maybe he, maybe that's what he needs. He, he might. <laughs> he, he, he might have it. You might. Um, next, we have at 38, we have the one and only John Oliva of Sabotage. Okay. Listen to Hall of the Mountain mm-hmm. King. Yeah. That's yep. all you need to fucking do. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, John Oliva is such a fucking amazing singer. Um, I... I I love Sabotage. Those guys are uh, an amazing band. Highly underrated. Um, next, we have at 36, and I think he should be higher, Glenn Danzig. Mm. I think Glenn should be higher. You know, I'll be honest. On a metal list, no. Really? Yeah, because Glenn Danzig, I'll, be, I'll say it, he, he, was, he was too melodic for metal. He, he, until he got and then he got in that experimental fucking with the voice stuff <laughs> in his later albums but I don't I think he's very powerful hey, oh my god powerful but it, he's it always dancing always was more almost seemed more blues based he was like a heavy metal Elvis that well that's what yeah. he always wanted to do was the but, evil but, Elvis yeah the, but very blues based so it's like he's like I don't know I mean I'd put him probably a little bit in, in around the 50s. I'd put him higher. I, me personally, yeah. I would put him higher, but I'm a big Glenn Danzig. I am too. I love Glenn, I love Danzig too, but I think there's a lot better better singers than him. Like I, one of my like one of my all-time favorite songs is and I've always wanted to get a band to do it, but nobody ever wants to fucking do it. Um I think I got I think I have Brad from Red Shirt Black Shirt convinced to do it. Okay. Is long way back from hell. Okay, yeah, I would love to do that song. Uh, I don't. I hope he doesn't want me to sing it because I have to sing the Misfits and Danzig <laughs> stuff that we fuck with now. Because um, that's a, that song's tough to sing. Oh. Uh, next at thirty four, another one that should be way higher is Joey Belladonna of Anthrax. Oh hell yeah, yes definitely. Joey should be higher. I put Joey in my top ten. I mean, Jesus Christ, the shit. He just listened to Medusa. Yeah. My God, it's just... 
L- listen to anything off of Among the Living. Yeah. Yep. Listen to listen to the power in his voice in a song like uh, Who Cares Wins. Yep. Yes. And the emotion in his voice. Mm-hmm. Or the power in his voice in Indians. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know he's he was the perfect vehicle for Scottian's lyrics. Mm-hmm. He really he really is. I I got tons of tons of love for Joey Belladonna. Yeah, he's touring. He does he does shit on his own. Um, doing a Journey tribute. Really? Yes. I've listened to some of the stuff on YouTube. Joey Belladonna doing Joe Perry is a fucking thing of beauty. <laughs> if it ever comes around here, boys, we're going. Oh, boy. We have to go. It's fucking amazing. Um, next, at number 31, you guys probably wouldn't agree that he should be this high, but I think he should be higher because he invented a genre. Is Chuck Schuldner of Death and Control, Death and Control Denied. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. I mean, Chuck should be way higher. Yeah, uh, you know, he's one well, of the. He, he's right, right. Where, you know, it's good. Yeah, he's at thirty-one. I would put him yeah. higher personally. Uh, number twenty-nine is another guy that you may, Bill, you w- won't think he should be higher because <laughs> you have bad taste in music. But James Labrie of Dream Theater. Okay. Well, right away, you don't think I would think Dream Theater should be ranked higher? I'm insulted. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> At number 28, we have Ripper Owens, the guy who famously took uh, over for for Rob Halford. Yeah, this one I'm not sure he should be on the list. No. Well, I don't let's, know. Let's face it. He was a Rob. That's look. That's like when you if you would put 100 graded guitarists. Okay. Where's Crespo? You know what I'm saying? Where's Rick DeFay? Exactly. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's like. Wait, he uh, took over. He's, he's a Rob Halford impersonator. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. Hang, hang on. That looked like a little... The look you what? gave when I brought brought up fucking Rick DeFay. Who? That's a little bit of inside yeah. baseball. Jimmy Crespo and Rick DeFay were the guys who took over for um, Joe Perry and... Whitford. Uh, and Brad Whitford in Aerosmith. During Rockin' uh, a, uh, rock a Hard Place uh, and, and um, Night in the Ruts. Night, uh, yep, Night in the Ruts. And two excellent albums, as a matter of fact... Two great fucking albums. Right. But as as like I said, it's like if you're talking like great guitarists, no one's thinking Jimmy Crespo. Yeah. Right. Even though he's probably on a tech from a yeah. technical standpoint, and I'm probably gonna get kicked by Bill for this. He's probably a better guitar player than fucking Joe Perry. Shut your mouth. Now <laughs> but if you see like videos in that time period, yes, he's also a carbon copy oh, of yeah. Joe Perry. Yeah, now. he looked like Joe Perry. Everything. He, yeah, so they they basically were one of their stage presence to be exactly the same, much like Ripper Owens. Right. Yes. They did not do the ACDC thing where it's a totally different style. Correct. Right. You know? um, but Ripper Owens did do more than Judas Priest um, before he became a you know January sixth insurrectionist. <laughs> Um, Did he? No, no, not Ripper Owens. Oh. The leader of Iced Earth, John Schaefer. Oh. Uh, yeah, Ripper Owens sang for John Schaefer for a couple of albums, and then he, then January 6th happened, and Ripper Owens is like, nope, fuck that, I'm done. <laughs> uh, he sang with Yngwie Malmsteen. Um, you know, he's a, a, a fantastic singer. Mm. It's just he kind of put himself behind the eight ball by accepting the priest gig. Yeah. 
um, he would he might have done more if he would have not done that because mm-hmm. he's a, a fucking amazing singer. Yeah. Uh, at number twenty five, we have Klaus Mina of the Scorpions. <laughs> that's too high. I, I like Scorpions. I, I like I, Scorpions, but I think that's just too high. I don't know. It, he it, was. It was a very. Scorpions had a very. I don't want to say generic sound, but they sounded like every other band of that era. When 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 they start when they change their sound, yes. When you got the stuff like Rocky like a hurricane, yes. Mm-hmm. If you go back before that, especially to the early stuff like Virgin Killer, uh Tokyo Tapes, albums like that, stuff with Uli Roth on guitar. Mm-hmm. Nobody sounds like the Scorpions. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the Scorpions don't sound like the Scorpions. That Listen to a song like Steam Rock Fever, or He's a Woman, She's a Man, or The Sales of Sharon. They're such fucking great songs, and they're so different than what everybody knows the Scorpions from. Right. Everybody's, like, everybody got hip to the Scorpions with Rock You Like a Hurricane and Tease Me, Please Me and stuff like that. When they went radio friendly. Okay. Listen to the stuff from the 70s with Uli Roth on guitar. You'd swear it was a different band. All right. And that's my, that's like my, when I, I, I don't mind the, the Scorpions, but I like my men, I mentally turn them off at Winds of Change. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of do too. Uh, at number 24, here's a, here's a deep cut and I think pretty well ranked actually is Messiah Marcolin of Candlemass. Okay, never heard them. Oh, remind me. I gotta. You got. I gotta play at the gallows end for you. Okay, great song. Um, if you've never listened to Candlemass, these are the these guys are the progenitors of of like doom metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, they, the first time I saw them too, it was in a bargain bin at 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 like uh, probably, probably I don't know if it was a wall, if whatever, but it was a. Like a five dollar bargain bin. Epicus yeah. was it? Epicus Dumicus Metallicus. I don't remember, but it's like I passed on it because it was like, even though the name was interesting. Yeah, I was like, how good could it be for five dollars? Well, Marciah Marcolin, he's the guy that Tobias Forge <laughs> wanted to sing for Ghost. Mm. Oh, yes. When Tobias Forge was putting Ghost together, his initial idea for the singer was Messiah Marcolin from Candlemass. Uh-huh. The guy's got a really cool voice, an insane amount of vibrato in his voice. Um, and he's got, you know, some like really cool operatic qualities to his voice. Awesome singer. And I think actually fairly rated for mm. here. Uh, at 23, another guy that you guys may not know too much of is Corthon from Bathory. Oh, I know of Bathory. You, but I, not I know of, yes. Right. But I mean, I'm big fan of Bathory. Uh Corthon is another one of those guys, you know, he's one of the, he's one of the OGs of black metal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the production quality on Bathory's albums was terrible. But it's black metal. Yeah. The 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 production is supposed to be fucking terrible. <laughs> but I I love Corthon. I love Bathory. It's really good shit. Um okay, he was at 23. At number 21, a guy that I think should be a little bit higher is Philip Anselmo of Pantera. Oh, yeah, I'm surprised he's not. Wow. Just outside the top 20. Yeah, I he would should be higher. I would put Phil higher. I'm not I'm not a fan of his vocals. 
you know, I'm look. I like that. Mm, I know. I know. I just there are certain songs. Cemetery gates. Cemetery gates. I like. Well, because he's still singing like an '80s singer there. Yeah, but <laughs> he's still singing. <laughs> he's still singing like a hair metal singer in Cemetery Gates. I know. I just. I don't know. There's but that, then you get to stuff like Mouth for War. Yes, yes. <laughs> or fucking hostile. Yes. He has that Texas drawl that is... But he's not from Texas. He has some sort of something with his mouth. Louisiana. Okay, whatever it is. He's from New Orleans. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I've just never been a fan of his... As much as I do enjoy Pantera, it's not for the vocals. It's more for the guitars. Right. And I, I, I understand that because, you know, there was there was only one Dimebag Daryl. Mm-hmm. Um, and that being said, if I do get an opportunity not tied to Metallica or a festival to go see the Pantera tribute shows, mm-hmm. I will go. Yeah. But I will not put money in Metallica's pocket, mm. especially with their, they're pushing the double date tickets. Yes. And the second date has a band I will never fucking support. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to go to a football stadium to see a concert. Yeah, but if they like if they were to come around on like a, on another package tour, that's not a fucking multi-day festival because yeah. they're going to be at Blue Ridge Rock Festival. I don't want to go to a four day festival. I really don't. I I, I don't. I have I, I, I just I, I don't <laughs> fuck that. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Um, should we do the top 20? Yeah, sure. Okay. At number 20, we have a guy that I'm not, a, I'm not familiar with. His name is Daniel Gildenlow of a band called pain of salvation. I've never heard of him at all. Never heard of me them. neither. And I, you know, I'm kind of intrigued. Mm. I would like to check them out after this at number 19. We have a band that we are very familiar with. In fact, Jim is wearing the shirt. We have Maynard James Keenan oh, of tool. All right. Maynard is uh he's an incredible singer yes incredible singer incredible songwriter um anything he anything he's done he does i'm down with whether it's tool or a perfect circle maynard's Pusifer. awesome or pusifier pusifier yeah I'm, I'm down with that at number 18 we have king diamond should be higher. He sh- I, definitely should be. I, I, but you know what? You're the, probably looking at the operatic the way the, he, people yeah. people uh, people are probably looking at the falsetto and saying no. Yes, because I know a lot of people that that turns off. Mm. And now me personally, I love it. Yeah. I uh, the first time I up tears at it. He's going crazy. Um, the first time I heard what the, the that fucking w- pinky. When in doubt, pinky out. It's He's class. Cultured. It is class. He's You're cultured. drinking out Have of a sippy some. cup. It's, no, this is a Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, You're sucking out of a straw with your pinky out. It's a sippy cup. It's not a sippy It cup. is a sippy cup. It's a sippy cup. Sorry anyway. We'll edit that out. Yeah, King Diamond is... No, we won't. <laughs> King Diamond. King Diamond clocked in at number 18. And okay. I think... I, I would put... I personally would put him higher on my personal list. I would list. too, yes. Um, big King Diamond fan. Uh, at number 17, Devin Townsend of Strapping Young Lad and the Devin Townsend Project. Right. Very, very interesting, very eclectic okay. voice. Just to hear me out here. I never heard of Strapping Young, young Lad. Okay? Uh, yeah. But everybody knows fucking King Diamond. Yes. How the fuck is this guy ahead of King Diamond? Vocal talent. 
It's also it's also a subjective list. Yeah. Mm. It's what the person was feeling that day. Right. Um, I actually I don't know. I didn't do a whole lot of I didn't do a whole lot of research into this list if it was a collaborative thing or one guy or what. Yeah. yeah. If, if we did top one hundred lists amongst the three of us, they would be so far all over the place. Oh yeah. And and there would be arguments and oh, probably fistfights. I'd, <laughs> I'd I'd take a I'd take a knife. I'd be somehow. getting beaten. If, yeah. <laughs> Possibly, because <laughs> you'd put Eddie Vedder in your top five. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, so Scott Stapp has got to be in there. Yeah. Uh, at number sixteen, someone else. Who, uh, actually, yeah, I, I never knew the name, but it's the singer of Nightwish, Tarja Trun, uh, Tarunin. Yes, Nightwish, beautiful band, just like Evanescence but metal. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, very, very, very talented singer. Very uh, you know, operatic qualities to her mm-hmm. voice. Good shit. Um, at number 15, we have Matt Barlow, who is the singer of Iced Earth before. Oh, okay. Like, uh, there's there's some Iced Earth stuff I really do dig. Uh, like, Watching Over Me. Um, right. the, which, that, that song, it's, it's one I would love to cover. Um I, and we could do it with uh, with suddenly found. We could do it acoustically, hmm. but um, I couldn't sing it. I, Doug would have to sing it because <laughs> first off, I mean, f- from a physical standpoint, I could pull it off, but the subject matter of the song, I couldn't do it. Okay, I would uh, like I can't. I could. I, there are times I can't listen to the song because it makes me think of Mark. Yeah. Mm. Um, the the opening line to the song. I had a friend many years ago when tragic night he died. Yeah, saddest yeah. time of my life. I could I couldn't ask him why. You know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, but uh, yeah, Matt Barlow of Iced Earth at fifteen, very good singer. I I, I dig Iced Earth, and it's a shame that John Schaefer's a fucking idiot. <laughs> you know because. I'll be the first one to admit a lot of times I will let my personal feelings get in the way of music. Uh, no, oh, no, not me. Not ever. Never. Not ever. I but do occasionally. In, do. in some cases, it's exact. It's 100% fucking warranted. Yeah, you know who the fuck I'm talking about. And anyway, <laughs> <laughs> number 14, another asshole with a phenomenal voice. Sebastian Bach of Skid Row. Yes. He's not an asshole. Do you want to put a fucking vote to that? <laughs> Let's call Snake Sabo right now. Oh. Dial he, him up. He's eclectic. Oh, believe me. If I had Snake's number, I would. <laughs> but yeah, Sebastian Bach. It, dude, if 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 they would rather work with a clown like ZP Thirt than bring you back <laughs> to the band, you're fucking up, dude. Oh. You're fucking up, Sebastian. But one thing I always did, I always liked Sebastian Bach when he would show up on Trailer Park Boys occasionally. Oh, yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, a- as himself. Oh, my. Yeah. And he plays he plays like a total de- degenerate who's trying to... He, trying to like do drug deals with the boys and stuff like the one the one thing um ricky has uh ricky has a bunch of weed okay he yes. grew, grew grew a bunch of weed and they make a deal for the boys to send the weed to the united states right yes and sebastian bach is going to send back cartons of cigarettes untaxed cigarettes okay okay because Cigarettes, you know, you can sell them it's cheap. It's easy. Yeah. Right? Well, they run train tracks 
into like a, a model train because they stole the Swayze Express, which was Patrick Swayze's personal model train. Oh my god! Yes, it's it, it's a whole fucking shit show. But yeah, uh, like Sebastian Bach will occasionally show up. Like he's trying to buy honey oil off of Ricky, and <laughs> they have like a fuel oil, a home fuel oil tank full of fucking honey oil. Oh dear lord! Yeah. That that Sebastian Bach's trying to buy for like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you gotta watch Trailer Park Boys. Oh, it's fucking. Boy. I tried. I tried. Start on season two. You can't just start on a second season. Then skip the first episode. Uh, I I wish I could. Yeah, you can. All right, number thirteen. You have Roy Khan of Camelot. Never. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. I figured yeah, you'd be Cam- into Camelot's good band. I okay. I completely agree. That's powerful. Power metal. Here's another one for you, Bill. Uh, Twelve. You got Hans Kirch of Blind Guardian. You know, I, I, I wondered, did I make this list up? <laughs> like, I don't know. Holy man. shit! Um, Hans Kirch. That's of awesome. Blind... Oh my god. Yep. Yes, Blind Guardian. Fucking yes. And, he, and also a band called Demons and Wizards. Yeah, yeah. That, but uh, but Blind, but Blind Guardian. Oh my god, they do some great stuff. Yeah, that. That's... I told you, Jim. You'd love these guys. It's like power metal. Yeah, but the Lord of the Rings shit. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I, I do remember you telling yeah. him that. Um, at number 11, we have, here you go, Jim, Lane Staley. There you go, Alice, Alice Chains. Chains. What the fuck? No, I, I, I am... <laughs> what the fuck? I am, <laughs> dude, I am <laughs> not mad at Lane Staley being that high. I am not mad at Lane Staley oh. being that high. You talk about a voice that can make you fucking cry. Listen to his voice in songs like Down in a Hole. Yep. Or Angry Chair. Yep. Yes. Like yes, yes. my favorite, like, I don't know. I, I don't know if this, what this says about me, if it makes me a bad person or what. But my favorite Alice in Chains songs were always Lane's songs about his addiction. Okay. Because like, there's so much fucking meaning and depth and gravity to his performances in those. You know, I fucking love like my favorite Alice in Chains song is Down in a Hole. Yeah. Um, I, I love that song. But this is a metal list. Man in a Box. Oh, oh, OK. What genre is that? Post grunge. Oh, no, wait, that's grunge. It is grunge. But... Yeah. Yeah. What? Don't argue with me. It's the metal. If it was a grunge list and you could have guys like Chris Cornell on it. Oh, wait. And, um, oh, oh yeah. just wait. Lane Staley, Chris Cornell, the Nirvana guy, the Foo Fighter guy. All those people can be in that list. Now, I, I, I'm not mad. Like, if you're, if we're going to go overall singers, I'm not mad at Lane Staley or even metal singers because listen to a song like, uh, uh, like Get Born Again. Yes. That's metal. Or, uh, Jeez. fuck, I can't remember the name of the song. Metal. Um, Scary's on the wall. Scary's on oh, his I'm, way. I'm drawing a blank on that one. Watch where you sit. I'd advise you wait until it's over. Then you got it. We die young. Yes. That is a fucking metal the song. Fir- is that the, the first That's track the opening on track. Facelift? That's the opening track. That's a kick in the fucking nuts, man. No, facelift is a great album. I will agree. But I don't think on a metal list. Fine. And I'm not saying that Lane Staley... Doesn't belong on a singer's list. He does, but not this one. Metal amongst the people that um, okay. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm higher than Lemmy and higher than King Diamond. Yes. No. Yes. 
I I'm not I if we're going pure metal no but if we're going on lists of my favorite singers I'm putting him in my top 20 easily easily one, one day we'll have to do a top 20 and see how how much we okay agree oh, I'm all right with that boy um number 10 this guy should be fucking higher and he's number 10 Mike Patton of Faith No More Let's see who. Let's see who nine through. No, music for 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 pure vocal talent. Okay, first off, Mike Patton has the highest or has the largest recorded range in rock and roll. This motherfucker has a seven plus octave range. Well, now what about King Diamond? Falsetto does not count. Okay. We're talking natural vocal range. All right. Okay. Natural vocal range. Mike Patton has a higher, has a larger vocal range than Jeff Tate of Queensryche. Wow. Yes. Um, Mike Patton is, you know, this guy can do anything. If you listen to Faith No More, Mr. Bungle, all his stuff, Mike Patton can do anything. I I just have to take this top 10 with a grain of salt because it's like, no, it's just, it's not who I would put in a top 10. Well, I, the, the, I mean, like you said earlier. I Maybe 20. 20, I give Patton. I'll give, I'll go Patton's in my top 10. Yeah. Patton's at, 20, at least in my top 20. Patton's in my top 10. Um, number nine, Ozzy Osbourne. Too low. Much too low. Really? Mm, yep. Yep. I think that's kind of... No, I, I don't know. Much much too low for, for my liking. The, see, now here we're getting into... <laughs> here we're getting... It, we're, now we're in the top 10, we're so we're going to get more... Now. No, we're getting <laughs> We're getting more into feelings than <laughs> anything else. Yes. Um, because for vocal talent, no. Yeah, no. For pure talent, no. Yes. I mean, you no. listen to Killer of Giants. I'm not saying Ozzy's not right. a great singer because this, he is. My Little Man... I'm not you saying know, Ozzy's yes. not a great singer because he is. He's a great singer. He is, but he's not Mike Patton. He's not Lane Staley. Lane was a better singer. Go back to old Black Sabbath, though, too. Like Lane that. was a better singer. Uh, number eight, we have Russ Allen from Symphony X. I don't even. I don't think I've never heard dude, of him. It, it, that's freaking. That that's some good prog metal. That's why. Yeah. Number seven, guy that has no business being this high, Eric Adams of Man of War. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, Man of War is fucking terrible. No, Man of War is not terrible. They're fucking terrible. They're not terrible, but they're not top ten They're good. fucking terrible. Jesus Christ. Fuck them and their loincloths. <laughs> uh, number six, a guy that I would, play, I would put higher, Chris Cornell. Yes, I would definitely put him higher. Not on this list. Yeah, see, uh, Super Unknown is a metal album, buddy. That was played on Headbangers Ball multiple times. All right. No, 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 no. No, no, no. That, wait, wait. All that proves is MTV didn't know shit. No, no, I'm sorry. I meant Bad Motorfinger. All that proves is MTV didn't know shit. Look, I like Chris Cornell's stuff. I do. Okay. But not for metal singers. Put him on the grunge list. Soundgarden started out as a metal band. But they achieved their fame, and everybody knows them as grunge. Yes. However, that being said, knowing that I don't like grunge, I like Soundgarden. Yes. And Audio Slave was also... Shit. A good... Shit. Metal band. Shit. Band. 
Metal. Not metal. Metal. They, they were, were shit. They, were, they weren't metal. They were shit. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine upgraded their fucking singer, and it didn't do nothing. Oh. Period. Dash. Period. Moving on. See, see, I like being in charge. I can just move shit on when I want. Ah, fuck. I can't. I cannot get past the politics. I'm sorry. Even though the politics didn't come into play in Audio Slave, I will say something I did not enjoy at Woodstock was Rage Against the Machine burning an American flag on stage. Yeah. Um, I mean, technically, it's First Amendment protected activity. But I know. I, I have I have more of a problem with their hypocrisy. We've gone into it. I know. That's I've got more of a problem with I'm Rage not, Against the Machine's not, hypocrisy. I'm not arguing anymore. We're, we're quiet. Yeah, I'm All not right. arguing anymore. Let's have a nice anymore. top five. Yes. Okay, number five. We have Michael Kisk of, of Halloween. All right. And also he sang for a band called Anava, Av, 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 Avantasia. Okay. 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 Number four. Jeff Tate of Queensryche. That's I. I can't disagree. It's no, a, it's a top ten, but not a four. Oh, I put him in my top five. He's yes. He I has put I put Tate in my top voice. five. Listen, City listen. Woman. No, Ooh. no, no, no. Even no. if you go back to Operation don't even. Crane. That's where you go. Yeah, you go back. You listen to Sweet Sister Mary. Yep. I well, I no, I like him. I mean, based off of like the prophecy. All the way back there. Yeah. yeah. Great. But again, not my personal top fucking five. Well, you're wrong. Number three. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Number three. We have Ronnie James Dio. Deserving. There, there we go. Yes. yes. I can't argue that. Yes. I cannot argue that point whatsoever. Number two, Bruce Dickinson. Ooh. Uh, I can't wait for number one. Now. I. Well, it only, should be it's obvious. The only singer that hasn't been named yet. It should be obvious. Number two is Bruce. Steven Dick- Tyler. What? N- no. <laughs> Number one. No, let's, let's fucking stick with Dickinson here. Yeah. He started off as Bruce Bruce in, uh, in you know before he joined Iron Maiden. Bruce Bruce. That's what he went as. <laughs> yes, he was Bruce Bruce, and he took over for Paul Diano. Yeah. Yes. In Iron Maiden, and much better. Iron like Paul Diano. Is a good punk singer. Yeah, I mean, Rat, he, you know, stuff, mm-hmm. Rathchild, great yeah, song. Oh, yeah. Listen, but, I mean, the early the early Maiden stuff yeah. is great. But it, we when we get to... Well, when we get to the number of the Beast album, which is the debut of Bruce Dickinson, mm-hmm. yes. Maiden really comes into their own. Because now you've got a voice that can, that can carry... What Steve Harris wants yeah, to it, do. It's just amazing. That uh, uh, seventh son of a seventh son. Oh, yeah. Peace of mind. Yes. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan oh, of. God. Every, and even his, and then his solo stuff. Yeah. Um, up until like Tears of the Dragon. Yeah, it's I mean, yes. And that, that's what I say about the top three. Yeah. Uh, Dickinson, I can't, uh, yeah. uh, you know, putting Dickinson in the top five. Or even the top three of any list of metal singers is absolutely warranted. Yes, and of course, number one is the metal god Rob Halford. Yep, as deserving, but I I, I can't disagree with it. I I wouldn't make him my number one. Yeah, that that top three would flip around for me constantly, depending on my mood. <laughs> yeah, but like, and, and the album, I wouldn't. You know, I, I can't fault anybody. 
for putting Rob Halford as the best metal singer of all time because he's Rob fucking Halford. The dude is in his 70s and is still hitting those high notes in Victim of Changes. Yes. You know one name I was really surprised I didn't see on here Hmm. was Ian Gillen of Deep Purple. That and and that guy from him. Ville Vallo. Yes. Well, Ville, I... And Chuck Billy. And Tobias Forge. Tobias Forge, Chuck Billy. Well, a lot of metal fans will disagree with you because Gankos didn't metal. Well, that's where they're wrong. I love Ghost. <laughs> yes. I fucking love Ghost. I mean, I have a lot of friends that don't get it. They don't dig Ghost. There, yeah, there's a lot of names that were... Maria Brinks. Yeah, Maria Brink. Uh, uh, from in this moment, yeah, uh, she she wasn't on the list. Um, uh, shit, Chris Barnes of Cannibal Corpse mm-hmm. wasn't yeah. on the list. Um, the only like real yeah, there was a few death metal singers on there, but the only real notable one was Chuck Schuldner. Yeah, no Glenn Benton of Deicide. Uh, you know, Glenn Benton wasn't on there. Ian Gillen from Deep Purple wasn't on there. David Coverdale. Yep. Wasn't on there. Dave Brocky. Dave Brocky wasn't on <laughs> I was, there. I am. Yes. He is still. And I, that was, a, you can put like other bands on there with like, you know, guttural sounds. He had a sound all his own. Yes. He sang, you knew who was singing. You yes. know, it was, you knew it was odorous. Yeah. Right. You know, it didn't matter if he was singing a ballad. Yeah. You know, like, cause look at the road behind. Mm-hmm. You still know it's Brocky. Exactly. And, and that's a mark of also a good singer. Yes. Where I think also the mark of like any decent player that when you know who they are by what you hear. You know, another one, a lot of people wouldn't consider a metal and they're early metal. They're actually considered a new wave of British heavy metal mm-hmm. band that I think should have been on there is Phil Linet of Thin Lizzy. Very. Yep. Yes. Another one. Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor was. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. No Corey Taylor. Yeah, and he's been in two great metal bands. No Matt Heafy of Trivium. Who made this fucking list? I don't I, know. No, another one. No fucking Tom Araya. Yep. Slayer. Mm-hmm. Fuck. No Tom Araya. Uh, Jesus Christ. I, I mean, they got they they got one right with Overkill. You know, they 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 had Blitz mm-hmm. on there, but. Where was Zetro? Yep. Or Steve Souza from freaking Exodus. Yep. There was, I mean, <laughs> I think that I mean, the key, I mean, there is so, so much out there. Right. There, there I mean, now I, we're, I think that guy was playing favorites. He might've been, he might've been, um, there's some stuff on there that like I like some, Really, some stuff that's obscure and, shit. And again, yeah. I was listening to Crocus this week, uh-huh. and I fell—I mean, head, I fell back in love with the Headhunter album. Oh God! And it's—it's it's great music singing in that. You know, another one that you wouldn't think I would bring up, but he's a fantastic singer. And this is the band you will never expect me to fucking bring up: Michael Sweet of Striper. Yeah, oh, yeah they're good. Yeah. I like Soldiers Under Command. Great singer. Yes. An amazing singer. Yeah. Ah, but they're biased. They are. But now we get the opportunity to be biased in our own right. Because not that not for next week, oh. 
because we're going to do my movie next. It's going to be cause of fist fights. Movie. No, we not the movie. The movie will. It's, I love that movie. Oh, the movie's not going to cause fist fights. You're no. going to thank me yeah. for it. Um, oh, you've never seen it? No. <gasps> Remind me when we go up. I'll give you the DVD. Oh, that way you don't have to I've seen try it and rent so, it. I've seen Actually, it we'll so, look to see if we can stream it. I've seen it so I'm not worried so, about it. I don't it, mind it, renting. It's streaming on HBO. Is it? I've seen it so many times. We can quote it chapter and verse. Oh, it's Now, you didn't announce last week. No, no I didn't. No, he didn't, but he announced it to us. I told you guys, but I didn't announce it to the fans. Um but we'll save that for the end of the show. Um, yeah. So not next week, but in two weeks. So we have we have two weeks to think about this. Not for me, it ain't. We're gonna do. Where where are we gonna cap it? Twenty. Twenty. I think twenties. Yes. Yes. All right. That's gonna start fights already. Yes. Like number twenty, we'll start a fight. Right. But, but we. All, but I think we're gonna have to keep it. Keep it secret between the three of us. Yes. But let's all try to predict how much crossover we're gonna have. I'd say you. Well, not now. No. I'll, I'll predict now. <laughs> Bill, you and I will probably have seventy percent of the same people on our list. Okay. I'm going to go 60 to 70% with me and Bill. I'm going to go 30 to 50 with Jim. I think, I think, I think. Is this metal? Yeah. No, no, it does. Oh. We can't say everything. Not everything. That's insane. I'll be putting Alan Jackson on the list. Rock metal. I'm I'm okay with that. Rock rock metal. Okay. Okay. Rock and roll. uh, Like all inclusive rock and roll. Okay. Yeah. Now I think I think I might maybe I think it'll be thirty to fifty percent to be honest. Okay. Yeah. If, I'm to the point where it's like if you do all rock and metal, I think our lists are going to divert like just go way off the rails. Okay. Well, let's do our let's do our the top twenty <laughs> and all genres of rock and roll are involved. Okay. Now, and we should also get one of them buzzer games with the electric shock. Uh huh. And like put them on our taints. And if you disagree at any point, <laughs> you hit the buzzer. Shot and call our karaoke. <laughs> oh, boy. No, because no, I, I know we'd, be, we'd all be burning Christmas. And, oh, ah! <laughs> we'd all be crispy critters at the end of the day. Um, yeah, so that, that yeah, that, so we'll do that oh, in two weeks. We'll, we're, oh. we're going to cap it. And I'm going to state this right now. <laughs> I'm willing to cap it at singers. Because okay. if you get into guitar players and bass players, I'll get, yeah. con- I'll get confused. We're gonna no, and yeah. I'm gonna get even more feisty. Yeah, I know you you will, but uh, singers singers is easy because you know they're like the bread and butter. And, and drummers drummers, uh, I would you know, I don't I don't think you fuckers can name twenty drummers. Oh, I can. Oh, I, I can name twenty right off the top of my head. Uh, we're not gonna do that right now. Exactly. I, I can. I'll I can. I'll fucking do twenty. Yeah, but you there. can't. Probably can't name twenty good ones. I bet you. I don't don't think I don't know fucking drummers. He, you he, don't know from drummers. He, we talked about you know, this just, before Jim came in. We talked about this. You don't fucking know from drummers. Speaking of that, one memory that came up from a year ago today uh-huh. is I you posted the podcast episode fifty, my first time here. Yes. Oh and shit! I, I Happy anniversary. Page. This that is was, episode. This is something we need to start putting thought into, boys. Uh oh. Episode one hundred is approaching. Mm-hmm. This is ninety one. Ooh. Okay. This is episode ninety one. So we have nine weeks. We have two months to figure out what we want to do. What we want to do to commemorate our hundredth episode. 
something Irish. Wow. What the fuck? What? It's two months. It's March. Oh. Eh, he's not wrong. What do you hey, think? What do you hey, think? I'm just hey. saying fucking Irish just for no don't, reason. Just asshole? don't buy the Irish potatoes again. Why? They were good. I know no, they were I good. Liked them. I loved them. That was fucking coconut. Why would you call an Irish potato coconut? <laughs> Irish potato candy. No, no. They didn't call an Irish potato coconut. They called coconut an Irish potato. Because <laughs> yeah, well, well, it was white on the inside rolled in dirt. Yeah, like a potato. Look, look. I'm fucking. It was called potato candy. or so, No, Irish. they were. They were. Wait, stop. They were not called potato candies. They were called Irish, Irish potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> but it wasn't a candy thing. The candy was fucking implied. <laughs> they were candies. They no. just weren't potato candies. If you if you bought nerds, you're not thinking that they're glittered boogers, okay? It's fucking candies implied, not coconut. Coconut's not a fucking candy. It's said on the ingredients right on the side, fucking coconut. It's small fucking print. It said it on the front, I too. It did. I can't, I can't see so good. <laughs> you didn't have your glasses on. I'll bring, and I'll bring my shoes so I have them. Oh, fuck. Fucking coconut bullshit. Yeah, we need to start thinking about what we want to do to commemorate episode 100. I'm going to make some 100. actual potato candy, what I'm going to do. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. Just make sure you use a, a spartan or something. Because I got the diabetes. And you got the diabetes. Yeah, but I don't got the bad diabetes. You get the diabetes. <laughs> and my doctor says if I just lose some weight, I'll go away. Yeah, you fatty. <laughs> it's difficult. Eat a carrot, you fat bitch. Hey, I I made steak sandwiches today. Oh yeah, they didn't turn out so good. I somehow screwed that up. How do you fuck up a steak sandwich? Wait a minute. But your house smelled so good when I came in. I know, right? But it didn't taste good. Wait, I, no. Wait, st- hang on, Jim. How the fuck? You screw up a steak sandwich. All right, all right. Okay. This is Bill. I went to the store. True. I went to the store and I was doing some food shopping for the week, right? And I saw they had um, stir fry mix, some cut up peppers and onions. Uh huh. And I'm thinking, oh, I can make a stir fry. Then I realized I don't know how to make a stir fry. <laughs> now, now I, I almost called you. Oh my to god. Ask you, but I went to the internet, and oh. I, and then I looked up how to make a stir fry, and I was like. Jesus Christ, this is too complicated. So I thought, I got some shaved meat in the in the freezer, so I thawed that out, and then I put it in a pan with the stir-fry mix. What kind of meat? Like shaved meat. Shaved beef. Okay. Yeah. So, and I was mixing it up. Um, it, I don't know, it just didn't turn out right. The stir, you see, first off, like, when I make a, okay, if I make a stir-fry, I'm going to do it one of two ways. I'm either going to do very, uh, very basic where it's just I stir fry my meat, whatever it is, usually chicken. I usually do a chicken stir fry. And then I will season with some crushed red pepper, some black pepper, salt, a little bit of garlic, a little bit of onion. Keep it very simple and then Mm -hmm. some soy sauce, right? But soy sauce comes in at the end. I jumped ahead. And then I'll stir fry my peppers and onions. Right. Okay. And then I'll, you know, make that nice, nice, nice. Because I got a, I got a really nice walk upstairs, by the way. Um, and then I will just put a little bit of stir fry, of a, of a soy sauce in. Well, I wasn't about to go that length and with the rice and all that. So, and then put serve but it over the, rice. But then I put everything in, in, and I've had, I made French bread pizzas 
like earlier in the week. So you used the French bread pizza? No, 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 no. Now don't don't be dumb. I had pizza sauce. This is you. I had pizza sauce. Oh my! And Lord. mozzarella cheese left over. So I I picked up the meat and pepper onion combination, put it in a bun, put the sauce on it, and sprinkled it with cheese, and it tasted bland as shit. Well, the, f- but wait, now it gets better. And then I took a French fry cutter. It gets better. And for my next sandwich, I actually cut everything up in the pan. Because it was like big, solid clumps of food. Uh, I'm going to have to teach him. I have to teach him things. <laughs> what? And, and, but then the other way, the other way <laughs> I will do a stir fry is I will, uh, I'll buy the jars of sauce. Like if I want to do a, uh, like a, a sweet chili, or if I want to do a black garlic sauce, I'll buy the sauce mm. and I'll just, you know, fry up my, I'll stir fry my, my meat and my veg, put that in, serve it over rice. Yeah. Stir fries aren't hard. They're not hard. Do you remember my cheesesteaks? I think so. The time I made them at Andy's bachelor party, <laughs> he had a shit in the middle of a strip club. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Well, earlier in the week, I made the French bread pizza. Okay. Oh, boy. I mean, it was kind of tasty, but I, I put the butter and the garlic on the bread and then toasted that, then making the pizza. But the bread was very dry, and when I coughed, I inhaled... <laughs> The hard this fucking guy is a disaster in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dead yet. I'm a- Bill, <laughs> Bill, for in conjunct for since we, our birthdays are close together. Yeah, what we're gonna do this August for our birthdays is we're gonna come here. Okay, you and Lisa and the kids can come down. I'll make like baked potatoes and whatnot for the kids mm-hmm. for your kids, and I'm gonna do a shrimp boil. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll even invite Jim. Oh boy, oh, shrimp. Boil. We'll do a shrimp. I'll, you know, I'll do a shrimp boil because I got the, I got the turkey outdoor turkey cooker, which I've never cooked a turkey in. I use it for fucking shrimp boils. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I ate all that shrimp from New Year's the day, the day after. Yes, you did. I, oh, I shouldn't have done that. No, you shouldn't have. No. Oh, that's because I know. Ooh, that's bad for your cholesterol. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think I stayed in for the cholesterol. Oh really? It was that cocktail sauce first thing in the morning. <laughs> but but yeah, we'll do that. Like and come come around our birthdays, we'll do that. Um because you got this year's a milestone birthday for you. Huh? Which milestone? Oh, come on. You turned fifty this year. I I beg to differ. You can join I beg ARP. I beg to differ. I'm not that fucking old. Yes, yes you, you are. are. <laughs> um yeah, we'll do. I'll do a shrimp boil because, like, I'll I, what I do is I, you know, a bunch of shrimp, some old bay seasoning. Oh, there we go. With uh, little corns, corn, corn, yeah, corn, potatoes. potatoes. Uh, I usually get uh, smoked sausage and throw that in oh. there. Uh, old base seasoning. Old, old bay. bay. Old bay. Well, we're going to enunciate. It sounded like you said old base. Old Bay seasoning. Okay. Old Bay seasoning. We knew what he was talking about. He knew. What the fuck else goes in there? Go figure. The fat kid didn't know. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> Just, wait, I, the, wait, wait. The other two fat kids knew. <laughs> stop, you better stop picking on me because I'm drinking milk. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna grow big and strong. Oh, but uh, yeah, I and I'll do like smoked sausage in it. Um, potatoes, corn, shrimps. Uh, and then... Uh, if somebody doesn't like that, I'll cook burgers and yeah, 
and dogs and stuff on the grill. It's a good time. Frank and Fran Carrazzo usually come over for it because I, I usually do one around my birthday. Uh, Frank and Fran usually come over. We'll we'll have to do that. All right. Yeah. I'll learn you something. Learn you something. Do you really think at this age I can learn anything in the kitchen anymore? With a, with, with hard enough hits to the head, yes. No. But anyway. No. I still hold a hammer by the base. Yeah. No, you don't. No, you don't. By the head. You hold it at the head. That's the base. No, the, the, the base, base is the, the base is the base is the, the head. base of the head. Okay. Well, I'm not going to argue with him anymore. Yeah, we'll let him go. All right, gang. So to conclude this round of uh, movie time with Oh No, Not Them, it's my turn. <laughs> now, I spoiled it for the guys last week. I told them the movie I was going to pick. But knowing what I know about my co-hosts, I was going to fuck with Bill. <laughs> Bill does not like torture porn. And Bill does not like cannibalism. <laughs> the movie we almost watched was The Green Inferno. Uh, but I like Bill. Now, if Jim were totally fucked over by that shit, we'd be watching The Green Inferno. It's not dusty in here. It's your dusty in here. Because, because fuck Jim and the ass with a cactus. I already saw it. You know what? We almost went a whole fucking episode without you mentioning that. What be <laughs> somebody? The cactus? Yeah, somebody. <laughs> Almost. But since we didn't yeah. do that, um, a movie. We're, I picked a movie that Bill and I have seen literally hundreds of times, but Jim has never seen it. Never seen it. It is an absolute underground classic. <laughs> the movie that I picked is a send up of gangster movies, mm -hmm. starring Michael Keaton. And Dom DeLuise and Danny DeVito and Joe Piscopo and Peter Boyle and Alan Hale. How the fuck can I have never seen this movie? Is a, a who's who? Mary Lou Henner. Mary Lou Henner. This movie, if you want to watch along with us, is called Johnny Dangerously. Please, <laughs> please watch this fucking movie. It is one of the most hilarious movies I've ever watched in my life. In the next week, until we reconvene on Thursday, I will guarantee you I'm going to watch that movie at least three times. Yoy, I don't have time. <laughs> I Oh, I will make time. Hmm. I will make time. It is that good. It's, 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 I, I almost watched it before even tonight. It's it's because I just because I I was like I, I love that movie so much. Yes, uh, Jim, I think you're honest. I honestly think you're gonna love it. Well, I should. I, I'm listening to the cast. I don't know why I wouldn't. Your sense of humor will appreciate it much like ours do. Um, you're you're. I think you're gonna like this one. Um, a very very pre Batman Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah. Was this after Gung Ho? It might have been right around the same time. Yeah, that was roughly that, the same Michael time. Keaton. Mr. Mom, Gung Ho. Yeah. Michael Keaton was like firing on all cylinders. Yeah. What was the one where he played the, the mental institution? Him, Christopher Lloyd, oh, uh, shit, Stephen I Durst. I don't remember. They, they were like, um, they were not escaped, but they just kind of took a van and left. I don't remember. I just, I just remember the one line in Gung Ho when he's talking to the Chinese and they ask him a question or the mm -hmm. Japanese, wherever it was, and... He goes, hey, is a frog's ass water tight? 
And they all huddle <laughs> together and they, they go, Yes, we believe it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. But yeah, there's uh there's so many great fucking uh Oh shit. Another guy we forgot is in the movie. Um he he was he played Uncle Martin on my favorite Mar- favorite Martian. Uh Mr. Hand? Yes. Where is he in the movie? He's the dude that keeps getting hit in the head with the papers. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. I remember now. That's awesome. Oh, God. That's... Oh, it keeps getting hit in the head with the papers. <laughs> is this the Sunday edition? Huh? Son of a bitch. Now I can't hear. <laughs> All right. You're oh, going to love God. it, dude. Yeah. You're going to love it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. I, I, I'm, I'm, already, I'm already awaiting the texts when he's watching it. <laughs> I'm giggling at scenes in my head. Me too. <laughs> All right, gang. So um, two, next week, Johnny Dangerously. Two weeks. Uh, get, ready for, get ready for fireworks. Slugfest. Get ready for fireworks. Because you know I'm going to remain calm and collected about this, but Jim's going to get pissed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Until next time, this has been Oh No, Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. I'm Jim. Later on, motherfuckers.